steal at center as Eichel lifted a stick. The free puck to Petrangelo in his own zone. Stretch pass. Eichel is in with a cutter. Third man Martinez scores! Nobody is ever satisfied with one, so we're back for a second hour of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Bennett looking cross eye Stone intercepts. This time he sends it down in a waffle and go into the goal. It's a hat trick. And the clincher, Mark Stone, the captain, makes it 8-3 Golden Knights with six minutes to go in the third period. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com, here is Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Come from behind 4-3 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights. Wraps up the home portion of the NHL preseason for the Stanley Cup champions. One more game to go. They will do that tomorrow afternoon in Los Angeles. A pregame show here in Fox Sports Las Vegas starts at 12 o'clock over on the TV side. Script Sports, Vegas 34. We're on the air at 12.30. Face-off just after 1 o'clock. And after the seventh and final exhibition outing, the Vegas Golden Knights will return home a ring dinner is planned for Sunday night where the players and the coaches and the hockey ops and the support staff, the trainers, uh, equipment staff uh, will receive their championship rings. Monday is a, a practice day, also a, uh, a big night over at Allegiant Stadium with the Raiders and the Stanley Cups in town. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, ESPN's got that, uh, that game on Monday night, right? ABC, ESPN. And then ESPN has opening night, the banner raising ceremony, on Tuesday. So everything pointing and flowing together. So don't be surprised if there's some cross promotion. If you see a lot of Vegas Golden Knights stuff from the announcers on the football game, uh, teeing up the uh, triple header for the National Hockey League on Tuesday, which will culminate with that banner raising ceremony at uh, T-Mobile Arena on Tuesday. Before we get to that, there's got to be a couple more transactions on the Golden Knights side of it. So one has taken place, and it's uh, arguably the most talked about player in training camp. Brennan Brisson has been assigned to the Henderson Silver Knights, an 18-goal scorer in his rookie year as a professional a year ago, and uh, was uh, able to find the net multiple times in this preseason. Why does he uh, go down to the Henderson Silver Knights in the American Hockey League? A couple of different reasons. Uh, one, he's waiver eligible so he can be passed through and assigned to Henderson without being exposed to the rest of the National Hockey League. So there's that aspect of it. Uh, he's uh, a player that uh, could use a, a little bit more ice time than maybe he would get at the National Hockey League level. So go down and, and play under Ryan Craig and establish himself. But that is a player that I'm on record saying we will see his National Hockey League debut this year because of what he's done putting in the work from last year to this year. He was able to get to certain places and make different plays with the use of his feet, foot speed, and he's got, already got great hockey sense and, and the shot, but the feet and the speed uh, and the, those first two strides it used to be three. First two strides gets him, gets him there, and that is why we're going to see him. He's Bruce Cassidy will have uh, Bruce on in just a little bit from his uh, morning media availability. Said he, Brendan Brisson is going to Henderson a much better player than he was a year ago when he was turning professional and uh, and becoming uh, the the first year uh, with the Henderson Silver Knights. So great progression, great uh, opportunity, and. 
and quite honestly, uh, with Dorofiev, more experience. With Cotter, more experience. Max Comtois, who's still uh, out there, doesn't have a contract, more experience. Uh, they, they've got uh, a little bit more depth up. And if they need somebody gets hurt or they need uh, a player to come up and play in a top-line situation, because the Brennan Brisson was great with the uh, top six uh, when he was up during this training camp, uh, they know that he can come up and do it. So looking forward to Brisson and wish him uh, the best of luck. He's, he's in Henderson. It's it's close by. Let's uh, go out and watch the Henderson Silver Knights and watch him develop. Now, as for the final spot, everybody, including this program, has been all over the left-winger position beside William Carlson and Michael Amadio. I've altered my point of view on this, that it it wasn't just a battle for one spot. It was a battle for two positions, the winger spot on that line and the extra forward. That has really progressed to a point where it's a, it's a competition to be in the lineup with both spots. That 13th forward right now is in the lineup because of the absence of William Carlson outside of one preseason game and practice. So Dorofiev was great last night playing with Brett Howden and Michael Amadio. That was a eye-catching performance for Dorofiev because he had to mesh with a couple of players that don't have the same uh, just eye-popping skills as, as a Jack Eichel or, or a Mark Stone or uh, Chandler Stevenson. Th- th- that's a working line. It's got offensive potential, but that's a working line. And I loved what Dorofiev was able to do. That third period by that line made me fully confident that Dorofiev can play in a different spot on the roster. He doesn't have to be with William Carlson. He can find a way to be effective with other players. And the other players right now was Howden coming down from Stone and Stevenson and centering that line, going back to his natural position, and Michael Amadio. They were very, very good in the third period. As was Paul Cotter throughout the game. Once they got sort of into the game, and all the penalties in the first period, they allowed a couple of power play goals, but all the penalties took a, a real flow out of the game. I'm not saying they weren't deserved penalties. I'm just saying the, the flow was knocked out, and it was hard to get any rhythm. Uh, Paul Cotter clicked with Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone. That, that was his best game of the preseason. We, it was expected because of our conversation, how excited and uh, and uh, chomping at the bit Paul was going into that game uh, last night and playing with a, a couple of star players, the captain, and uh, and Bruce acknowledged like he was great with those two players in Boston a year ago on that road and that uh, significant uh, headline-catching victory against the Boston Bruins at the TD Garden uh, in Beantown. So th- that's progress, too, where... All of a sudden, Cotter's on top of his game. So if, if Carlson can't go, and I don't know whether it's going to be a day-to-day to a uh, week-to-week where he's out of Tuesday, I don't know. He's not going to play tomorrow. William Carlson is not going to be in the lineup tomorrow. If if he's not available, watching Howden play the way he did, and it was really impressive. He was a driver of that line last night. Watching him click with Amadio and... Dorofiev and Cotter moving up to Stone and Stevenson was perfect. I don't, tomorrow is going to be work your way through it, 
I think we'll have a large NHL presence again. I expect Aiden Hill to play. But tomorrow is get your way through it. It's going to be against a 1-3-1, that wonky forecheck, and, and that everybody has trouble and it's hard. Last night was the one. Will we see signs of the Stanley Cup champions or will we be left or would we be left with further work needing to be done well in the back half of that game you saw it and you saw a couple of players answer the bell in Paul Cotter and Pavel Dorofiev and when they answer the bell it makes it uh, uh, easier to make the decision on Brendan Brisson and get him uh, with the Henderson Silver Knights and get him all kinds of ice time. So uh, some some real progress in the back half of that game by the the Vegas Golden Knights, not just the win, but getting themselves back in and uh, and being able to stand up to and counter a team that had all of its uh, big guys in and being able to go. We have tickets. So the rings get presented on Sunday. The banner goes up on Tuesday. And we're off and running. That banner-raising game on Tuesday night is one of the hottest tickets that we've ever seen with the Vegas Golden Knights and the National Hockey League in this city. We get to be a part of history. You will be there watching that banner go up and on that wall in person. I don't know how many times you've been asked for tickets. Can you get tickets? Do you have access to tickets? But nope. I've been I've been asked a ton through text and uh, people coming into town and friends that are in town. Uh, I was at the uh, filling out my car just down the street. Guy leaned over and said, "Go nights, go." Yeah, have tickets. Like just, just randomly, <laughs> it's a shot in the dark. Yeah, but well, but, he saw but, he saw the shirt you were wearing. Love I guess. Stanley Cup yeah. champions. Uh, I was at the 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 pharmacy yesterday. And talking Golden Knights. And uh, uh, the guy said, you going on Tuesday? I said, of course I'll be there. He said, I wish I could go there. Isn't that awesome? We, like... ha- we have two tickets to give away. And then we're going to give away another two tickets. Yeah. So two sets of tickets to Tuesday, this hour, to 702-876-1340. Don't phone yet, yep. but have it ready. people I, calling. I don't want anybody to be surprised or waiting for the number. You need to know the number now, 702-876-1340. We will give away two sets of tickets this segment, and then we'll give away two uh, or one more. We'll give away one set of tickets this segment and one set of tickets later in the hour. All right? But if you want to go, be standing by your phone. And we're going to get into the whole category um, uh, search for the game rating in just a little bit as well. But on the subject of Paul Cotter, Pavel Dorofiev, Brendan Brisson, uh Bruce Cassidy was asked about the, the three players today during his media availability before the team took off. You never fly uh, the day before a game in the preseason, but because tomorrow's a, a 1 o'clock start in L.A., the team went this afternoon, so it's more like a real real road trip. They're, they're on it. They're, they're staying in Los Angeles. Uh, so Bruce and company are already there. Uh, Bruce also discussed it hurts to win. We spent a lot of time with the Gordon Wagers in the, in the first uh, hour. Uh, Bruce is the ultimate pitch man or ultimate uh, guy to be able to tell you why you need this book because he lived this whole process in winning the Stanley Cup championship. So let's bring in Bruce Cassidy uh, with It Hurts to Win 
uh, talking about the book and then the hockey club this morning. We saw Brisson go down. Do you know what kind of the final steps are roster wise, or are you still looking at a couple spots here tomorrow? Uh, yeah, Briss, we had a conversation with. Um, felt he, he'd taken a lot of steps from last year. We, we feel he's leaving here a better player than he left last year's training camp, which should be the case, right? You're a year, uh, year older into your career. Liked a lot of things he did. He's operating in space well. Um, he's talked about little details as the games get harder and tighter checking that you have to bring every night. Be a successful player and he'll work on those. Um, keep getting better. Hopefully be a driving force down there. Uh, every team goes through injuries, so maybe he's the you know the first guy up. He certainly played like that, but he'll go have to go down there and continue that part of it. So that got us down to um, Carly and Comtois, basically the extra forwards that didn't play last night. So we're getting very close in number 14. Carly won't play tomorrow, but uh, we're anticipating Tuesday. We'll have to make a decision with Max, obviously. Uh, so we'll sit with, with Kelly on that. Um, yeah, and then we got the announcement on Whitey, so... Uh, Marty was not out there. He won't play tomorrow, so we'll find out a little more on his injury next week. Um, so that'll give us, right now we have seven healthy defensemen, 13 forwards for tomorrow, and then hopefully a few more for next week, if that What's clarifies your, things. What's your feel on Comtois and just how he's played throughout the preseason? Well, we're, uh, honestly, we're still trying to get a feel for what, um, how can he best complement the team? You know, you look at our left wingers, and, and, uh, and, I watched Paul last night, right in the last goal, and he got in there on the forecheck, and you know, good hard hit creates a turnover. You know, now he's back to the front of the net. Barbie does that when Howie's on that line. The playoffs last year, he was when they were really going in the forecheck game or ozone. He was first on the puck, and Mark Stone is so smart that usually if Howie makes a D uncomfortable or rushes him, Mark's going to go to the right spot and 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 read where the puck's going so that's real important whoever plays in that spot happened to be paul last night that they bring that and he did um so anyway, we look at our left side like that we'll carry your puck possession hound four check guy we feel max might be able to fit in as that type of player but we're, we're still finding out and he's got to figure out too is my skill guy in this league do i need to play with jack eichel to have success or can i play in any line and that's part of the back and forth that you get a short period of time to go through and we we envision him being able to do that and help us with our team. But at the end of the day, there's got to be a roster spot. There's got to be cap space and all that stuff, which is a question, you know, that moves upstairs. So um, that's, you know, Max has been good at times. Other times, I think he's trying to figure out where he fits in. And when you only get three or four games, sometimes, they get, you know, we have to sort of now make a, a guess. Can we get this player to that point? Like we did with Paul last year out of training camp. We liked what we saw. I'd never seen him. I think we can get this player to be more what we want. You know, Dora Fiev's going through a little bit of that too, don't forget. So there can only be so many young guys. Even Howie hasn't played it a lot in this league. So we, um, we still have a lot of work to do with those guys. And maybe Max will be part of that. But that's kind of how we see him, which is a long-winded answer for. We'd like him to grow into one of those roles if we could get him to do it. And we'll see where the offensive upside is. But that's got to be something that you got to be. It's dirty work, right? you got to be willing to do it as well and meet your end of the bargain. Do you want to give we're going to make that decision on the plane where uh, we want to make sure how everyone got through practice. Okay, the veteran guys, do they need it? Do we want to go with our lineup again or is there a veteran guy that needs a break? I think the young guys, we're going to try to keep in the lineup. So that'll be a, a decision we make um, tonight. Well, I asked a couple of the guys that are considered pieces to the puzzle that have been brought in over the years. <coughs> so, and if now there's a little less pressure 
they may be a little more fun to them coming in. They, they said they want to embrace the pressure. They like the pressure. Well, I mean, you, you went in your first season as a coach. Is that a good thing? Do you want you want to feel well, I've had other seasons in this league where I didn't win, right? So, I mean, that to me is uh, it's first season here, and that's awesome. Don't get me wrong. And, and that was the goal, and it'll be the goal this year as well. So I don't mind the pressure at all. I, I don't want to hear about it every day if you lose a, a game and you're traveling, whatnot. Like, there's realistic pressure. And to me, the pressure is build your game all year, be good, be a contender again, be a favorite going into April. Build our game so... We're a contender all year. People say, yep, they got a chance. Now you're going to the playoffs like, okay, my money's on. You know, usually you pick two or three, four teams. I'm allowed to say that in Vegas, right? right? So um, we would like to be one of those teams in, in April, but we got to get there. And uh, every team wants to be one of those teams. It doesn't always work out. Tampa did it a couple of years ago. Pittsburgh a number of years back. I think Chicago was a great team in the decade of last decade. And we'd like to be that team that's knocking on the door every year. It's not easy to do. So, yes, I don't mind the pressure at all. Um, when I got here last year, there was, you know, there was a certain level of pressure to, for this team to win. They missed the playoffs and make some changes. So I understand that Boston was a market like that. They had expectations. So I'd rather be in a market like that, that, and, uh, you know, have the, the resources in front of you to do it, which obviously Bill Foley gives everyone here. So, uh, I'm, 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 I'm signing up for that all day long. Um, a lot of outside events coming up away from the ring. How are you personally just enjoying the being well we got a veteran group right so you got that going for you got it there's guys in the room that have won previously so they understand this right that there's a season in front of us and you can't get away from that you know stay in the moment sunday we're going to have a ring dinner ceremony stay in the moment enjoy that part of it it's almost like the culmination of our whole year last year um and then the encore is raising the banner and then we play so how are we balancing that i said it last year in the playoffs i'm okay with you thinking talking about winning the stanley cup as long as it doesn't get in the way of you know, when it's time to put your work boots on and go to work. So I'd say the same thing right now. We should enjoy our dinner Sunday, enjoy the banner raising. But I think the banner raising will be the last sort of, you know, we're at the rink and we will talk that day about Seattle and what they do well, what we need to do to beat them. We're not going to talk about, okay, who's first on the ice for the bat. You know, that's, that's going to be kind of, like I said, a nice thing to see. It's great for everybody in the building, but our focus that day will be on Seattle. I think Sunday to me is kind of the, Okay, now we've wrapped it all up. Well, how are we going to get there again? So we're going to start building our game against Seattle. I thought we started building our game last night, to be perfectly honest. We're using last night's game, tomorrow's game, as kind of this is how we're going to try to get to and what it's supposed to look like in the regular season. It didn't in the first period so much, but it did as the game went on. So, you know, we, we did that a lot last year. We said we're imperfect. We're never great from minute one to 60, but we got to our game and did what we had to do to win. That'll be the goal tomorrow, and then specifically Tuesday obviously means a little more. So that's how we're handling it. We're talking about everything that's going on in front of our team, but not losing sight of, you know, hey, we got to start playing hockey and winning our share of games, or we will not have the opportunity to repeat and have a nice book about us, a banner, some uh, rings, all those things that go with it. And they, there's a lot.
I'd never won. So to me, it's awesome. There's a lot of stuff that goes with it. There's a lot of people that reach out that might not otherwise reach out and you earn a certain level of respect. And I said, you're in a club now. And now I get it. I get what that club's all about because I've now lived the on ice part of it, the summer part of it, and now it's going to be the last part of it. And it's pretty damn cool. <clears throat> Uh, no, I haven't really. I, I saw, I didn't even see the design. I, I, I heard a while ago, I think it was Mark and Petro maybe had some say in it, but no idea. Um, but I, like I said, I, I think it's going to be a really cool night in that regard because it's very unique. You can't buy one of these, right? At least I don't think you can. Uh, not like the book, $44 on sale now. <laughs> but you get the piece because I'm not. Uh, all right. <laughs> I'm just trying to do my due diligence, Gary. I know you and Gordo put a lot of work in this. And I'm serious when I said that. I was in there, I was reading some of the players' comments. And it was very emotional. It brings you back to what you talk about, right? Like, like you, you now I'm going back to they're talking about the Dallas game that we clinched. And it's like, it's those are pretty cool memories because not every game in the playoffs is going to stick out to you. But anyway, the ring thing is going to be awesome. I, it really is. And then you never wear it, right? Because or at least most people don't. You, you almost put it away, which... It's kind of the unfortunate part. So I'm thinking about, we should get like maybe uh, as a staff, whatever, talking about watches, you know, cause you can wear a watch that's not as kind of in your face every day, but yet it's a, a reminder of what you accomplished. So um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that as a coaching staff and, and see where, where that goes. You mentioned Boston and my question, just in terms of a city that's always got pressure, right? That's a, it's a, you know, the original six cities, they always, now being here a year, it is how close to there. This is the seventh season, but how close is this to becoming a bona fide annual? Well, I hope, listen, I mean, I'm, I, I mean, that's what I'm getting paid for to make sure we're there. So I, I certainly hope it's every, an annual thing that we're competing there. I realize realistically, it's, you know, you're not going to win every year. It's just, just too much has to go right, but you should be able to put your position, self in position to win every year, especially and if your roster dictates that, which ours does, We're, you know, we have different age groups that are still right there. Now, injuries, right? Like you don't know what will happen along the way. Uh, best laid plans don't always work out. So I'm, I'm good with it. And I think the city, like being around it a little more, there's, like I said, there's a like a real, real rabid hockey sort of fan base here that they've built in six years. Now, again, Boston is 100, right? They're celebrating this year. So got a little catching up to do with in terms of keep building it for generation to generation. But I could see it, you know, being just as rabid as any other place. Once these kids have that are into it now that are young kids have their sort of you get the next generation of it. Right. And um, like I said, I like I said, I, I, I'm in a lot of rinks because my kids both play. So and people are, you know, asking hockey questions and, you know, what's going on with the power play? So it's starting already. Right. So that that's a hockey town when they start, you know, trying to get answers to the things that even though you're doing well, that need to be better. And we acknowledge that. So I think it's great. Picture on your part of the book. Huh? Picture on your contribution to the book. I haven't read it all. I've read it in pieces. And Gary, uh, before you walk out, can you tell me my, 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 I think my part is a big enough part, right? I'm not saying a Brad Pitt part, but maybe a, what would I be? Kind of a, a major part of it, right? I would think. Yeah, you're stuck. I'm a star in it. There you go, Darren. So um, I like it. I'm telling you, I, I, I think it's a tremendous idea. So and I'm not saying that, Gary, because you're in the room. I thought it was it. Whoever came up with the idea is it's a tremendous idea. 
And uh, I'm really am from the heart. I thought it was awesome. And the pictures were great. The way it's, uh, like I said, I have not run it, read it from page one to page, the last page. I've kind of done chapters. Um, like I said, I, I'm enjoying it so far. Is this your first time being an author? Because you're in there. Uh, yes. I, I, yes, I wrote it. I wrote that in, I believe it was July. It was in the summer. They reached out. I think a lot of guys did, right? Had a little piece. So I had to think that through. A little a bit of editing. I'm not saying it was perfectly, but it was, those are my words in there. Bruce Cassidy having some fun and also breaking down the game when it comes to the roster of the Vegas Golden Knights. Who's available? Uh, we know that Zach Whitecloud and William Carlson will not play the remainder of this week. Uh, doesn't sound like Alec Martinez is going to be in the lineup. Hopefully, Carlson and Martinez are able to suit up on opening night uh, for Zach Whitecloud's surgery on an upper body injury. He will not play uh, to kick off the game. And it got me thinking. We spend so much time going through the lines and the focus on the left winger spot with William Carlson for opening night. How many times would you play in the course of a season? And I don't know the answer to this because it'll, it'll vary year to year. But maybe on average, how many times do you think what you want to be your A lineup is what you send out for a game? I can't imagine. It's it's a lot. Maybe I, I would imagine. I threw it's, this question out of the office today, yeah, and I got a, a few different answers. I'm just from from your perspective, because it's not going to happen on opening night, no, and it's not going to happen two nights later in, in San Jose because. White Clouds uh, yeah. out. Uh, last year, it didn't happen on opening night because Nick Hegg wasn't in the lineup yet. So on on in your opinion, based on following this game, how many games out of 82 do you think the Golden Knights would have their top 12, their top six, and the two number the two goaltenders? Well, I think when all you need to do is look at the amount of man games missed the last mm-hmm. two seasons. And I, I think if you get to 50%, like 41, I think that's probably pretty good. I don't think it's close to that. You think it's less? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think you, 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 you might be on to something because I mean, but Mark like Stone, Stone missed, missed a ton of games yeah. last year and and the year before. Petrangelo was out for a few games around Thanksgiving. And yeah. White cloud got hurt. Howden was Shea was Theodore hurt. missed a bunch Shea of time. Riley so Smith. It, it feels like there's always somebody. Yeah. <laughs> out, which prevents you from having your top twelve forwards, but, top six defensemen. That, so we're so focused on that one spot, but it really is, and that's why I went to Cotter and Dorafia being so good last night because it's yeah. about two spots, and it might go three spots or four well, with the with Ben Hutton in the line. Yeah, it, it's even it's even, but what it does is it really shows the the tremendous job that George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon have done assembling this roster mm-hmm. because. There is so much depth, and you, you, I'm glad you brought him up, but like Ben Hutton and, and Braden Pahal, those Kaden guys are both Korzak. NHL players. They're NHL players. Caden yeah, Korzak. Yeah, another kid. I mean, he's he's good, too. I mean, that I, I'm really impressed watching Braden Pahal play. He brings the physicality. I, I really like watching him play. So do you want to revise your 41 games that you would have? Well— You're talked about? I mean, the, the, the thing is we know right now White Cloud's already week to week. Right. So he might miss 10, 12 games right off the bat, maybe yeah, more. I think that's going to be a – that's on the high end. High I end. I don't think he's missing that much, but I, I don't know. 
But the question is, when he comes back, who knows? Maybe someone else is out. I think it's 20 games. You think if you get, wow. That would be the over-under for me, is 20 games, that you would have your 12, 6, and 2. I don't have the time. Your, 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 your season opening, what you want to put in, four lines, 60, two goaltenders, available. The two goaltenders both being available. I think it's 20 is, is and even then, I'm leery about going well, when, that When high. you mentioned both goalies, I mean, Logan Thompson missed half the season. He was out from the All-Star break on. So you're coming back to me, right? I, I am coming back to you, yeah. 20? But it, it just, it kind of flies what, in the what face was... of what our conversation has been the entire postseason about one spot. Yeah. When it's really about <laughs> Every, three spots. Yeah. Well, what what was the two consensus? Front, two or three up front and two on the back end. What was the was the feel around the office? Higher higher than twenty, lower than twenty. Had one thirty, one twenty, and one ten. Ten. Yeah. Now that seems on the the low side. Twenty. I I think between twenty and thirty is probably. It only takes one person to be. Yeah. Out. Yeah. But I think between twenty and thirty is now in the probably. Stanley Cup playoffs last year, they were a wagon. Yeah. With a consistent lineup. But even then, you had a couple games where where you had to plug guys in. Pahal had to come in. Kessel was in for the first few games. Yeah. The, the first series and then went out. Pahal uh, in. But it shows you how fickle the lineup can be. That's crazy. I've never really thought about that. But, I mean, I, I, right? I bet you, you're, you're probably right. Somewhere, somewhere between 20 and 30 is probably what it's at. If I can, I'll find the answer to what... It was last year. I mean, two seasons I mean, ago. Two seasons ago, forget it. Yeah. I mean, you're you're from game two. You don't have your A lineup. Well, think about last year when Barbership came. Like he wasn't in the the yeah. starting twelve. Not 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 to start the year, obviously. So the rest of the way, that's mixed up. I don't know whether twenty. I think twenty might be too high. You, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. But, but the, the exercise there is to show that. Well, and part of it focused on on William Carlson's left wing was because they had so many players coming back. But it does take a a handful of players to give you depth, which is what the Vegas Golden Knights certainly have on the blue line. And they're able to lean on up front right now. And once, like Amir Manoff would be back in the mix uh, on the back end when, when he gets healthy. And up front, you're starting to see the emergence of uh, Brendan Brisson to challenge Dorofiev and uh, Paul Cotter. And then you get down to some of the guys that uh, that they've signed for depth purposes in uh, Morelli or a phrase uh, along uh, that line. Uh, let's take a break. But before we do that, before we go to commercial break and tee up one-timers, Let's give away one set of tickets to the banner-raising night. If you want to go to Tuesday night's game and celebrate the raising of the Vegas Golden Knights Stanley Cup banner, be the seventh caller through right now to 702-876-1340. If you don't get through, we have one more set of tickets to give away before the end of the show. But the seventh caller, 702-876-1340, You're only getting this from the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We'll be right back. 
Carlson left corner, centered, one-timer, score! It's time for One-Timers. One-timers. A quick look at news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. We got a really happy person giving away a couple of tickets to Tuesday night's banner-raising game between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Seattle Kraken. We have one more set of tickets to give away. In this show, between now and the end of the program, we will make sure that uh, that those are offered up. Dial 702-876-1340 when I give you the go-ahead, and uh, we will make somebody else happy. I could hear the person through the phone, by the way. Yeah, she was pretty excited. Who was she it? Did, uh, her name is Kimberly. Kimberly. Congratulations, she, uh, Kimberly. did not believe me that she won. That's uh, I love making people so uh, happy. Uh, First time winner because she's not in the system. So that's great. Yeah. Uh, so one timers. Uh, let's get into. Did you see Connor Bedard in the shootout last night? I heard it was pretty, pretty something pretty special. So Connor Bedard comes on Mark Andre Fleury. First of all, Mark Andre Fleury. That's the worst spot to be in a goal for a goaltender in the National Hockey League. A shootout attempt against one of the superstars of the game, and I know he's a rookie, and then Taylor Hall came next, uh, and everybody's, the players are all thinking YouTube moments here, because the, the goal doesn't count, the play doesn't count, so they're just going to do something, and the goaltender's just out there to be fodder, to be laughed at. It is. That's what's happening. The, goal, the, the, the player does it, he's on YouTube, he gets all the fame, and the goaltender's just, hey, you see him? That was terrible. Mark andre stayed with him, and a little trip at the end. Not, not, not like a vicious trip, but just a fun trip. And then Taylor Hall came down, did the same thing, and he actually kind of went into the goaltender, and Flurry gave him a trip. The third player tries for his rebound. Goaltender Mark Andre not happy with that little whack the puck back, and uh, and it was it was fun to see the goalie come out on the right side of it. But a lot of attention to, to Connor Bedard and his first ever shootout attempt last night, even though it was the preseason. Didn't score. Mark Andre won. Good. Uh, let's get into our category search. Do you have the polls? Yes. Let me uh, pull it up very quickly. You pull it up? Yes, I will pull it up. So we're in the search for the category title for this year's game rating segment that we will offer up after every Vegas Golden Knights game. And this summarizes because it started... That wasn't a Picasso. Well, what is a Picasso? If it's a, a Picasso, uh, that's a great game. If it wasn't a Picasso, what is it? So we, we come up with a game rating scale. And it's varied throughout the years from peppers and hot peppers and uh, uh, bland peppers to cars to, what was the other one that we did? Oh, Bob Ross paintings. Yeah, so, so year, it, was, it was paintings. Picasso was yeah. four, Bob Ross was five. We're, we're, we're on the search for this year's title, and we're doing polls because we got 16 uh, categories. The The first one was an awesome upset at Booze and Whiskey. Just edged out breakfast cereals. What's the result of yesterday's poll before we get into today's? Well, we have another very, very close one as Star Wars characters with 34% defeats desserts with 33%. Another one percentage point Victory? Yes, one percentage point victory. We might need a repershage as the the, the <laughs> category that's losing these by one gets a consolation route to get back into the final pool. I'm I Star will... Wars characters beats desserts. Yes. Yes, that, I thought that's desserts an upset. was gonna run away. Yeah, with that, it. that is an upset. Wow. 
And uh, currently... What are the options today? All right, so barbecue meats, candy. So barbecue meats would be like uh, hot dogs. Brisket, a, a, yeah. And then the brisket would be a five. The, right. the top, yeah. I think that's that's a cool one. I can, I can see running through that all year. So barbecue meats. Candy. Ooh, candy would be good. Disney rides. So Disney rides. Like Space Mountain. And okay. Ryan, not a fan of Mr. Toad. Have not been to Space Mountain, or I, I like Space Mountain. I just haven't been to Disney in a while. But there's there's something there. I, I like the the rides. And then horror movies. Right oh, now, oh, that's good. Right now, barbecue meats is is leading thirty six percent to twenty eight percent over Disney rides. Did not expect that. I thought yeah. in in this run, I really thought that Disney rides. Would, would give it a really good. Well, it's still, still a lot of time. Yeah. 23 hours or 22 hours and 27 minutes. But, but horror movies, horror movies, uh, I have, I hate horror movies. Yeah, I me can't too. do them. Did you see the one that's out right now? It looks terrifying. What's the name of it? Like, I, I don't know. I've or? tried to block it like, from. The, the commercials are terrifying. Yes. I couldn't imagine being in the theater. I, I saw the, 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 the trailer for The Nun in the theater. Yeah. Like it just popped up. And I almost walked out of the movie that I was. I think it was Equalizer Two. I was. I was there to see. I almost walked out of the Equalizer Two because the Nun trailer scared me so much. I couldn't do what the, the the one that's out right now. But horror movies, one to five on a game rating, that would be fun. The one that terrified me that really wasn't a horror movie was Arachnophobia, because I'm really afraid of spiders, and that movie freaked me out, especially the scene where the kid. Puts the football helmet on, and there's a spider. Yeah, yeah. Was that Kingdom of the Spiders? No, no, no. That was arachnophobia. There was a movie, Kingdom of the Spiders, back in the '80s. That's got to be ho- and, horrific. And, and, and that bothers me to this day. So I know, like riding the Red Rock Loop, a friend of mine, yeah, has seen a tarantula go across the road, and I ride the Red Rock Loop semi-regularly. Yeah. If that happened, I would be gone. I used to live over by the Meadows School. And there's like a, a green belt back there, yeah. and I would see them, and I would turn and oh. run the other way. He, I got the shivers. Yeah. Not, n- I'm not a Spiders fan. I know they do good. I won't kill them, but I am not a fan. So our buddy Gordon, who was a co-host for the first segment from the VGK, author of It Hurts to Win, he he wants Star Wars. He wants it like, voted in right now as the category <laughs> for the year. See, then it we, gets we tough. We can't do it. We, 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 we can't just put it through. But Star Wars, just a... The Star Wars universe is so vast that there's so many different avenues you can go down with that. Like, I'm a big fan of Lando Calrissian. Like, I think he was the best character in, in all the movies. So right now we have booze. Yes. With slash whiskey. Yes. In. And we have... Star Wars characters. Star Wars characters. That's going to be in the final poll. Yes. Those two have qualified. And it looks like... Barring a, a comeback, barbecue, barbecue meats. meats. Of those three, where are you at? Well, Star Wars, like, we like Star Wars. Yes. But not everybody knows. Everybody knows barbecue meat. We all love our booze. Yes. See, I like Star Wars because there's there's a lot of drops. Star, Star, Star Wars could be fun. I can get a lot of drops. Talking about booze and whiskey, I think would be great. Bosses might get upset with it. I don't know. Uh, let's uh, take a break. But when we continue, 
We will catch up with Chapman. But before we do that, 702-876-1340. Our last set of tickets for Tuesday's banner-raising game. Golden Knights against the Seattle Kraken. The game really, at this point, is secondary. At 7.45 on Tuesday night, the game becomes important. But right now, you want to be in the building for the banner-raising of the Golden Knights Stanley Cup championship pennant. If you call 702-876-1340 and you are caller number 12, you are going to that game. Uh, Join Kimberly, who won a pair of tickets earlier today. Phone lines are open right now, and we'll catch up with Chapman on the other side of Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Christopher, you were just on the phone with Teresa and Kimberly. Yes. Two first-time winners. Yes. On the VGK Insider Show. Yes. Who won a pair of tickets each to Tuesday night's banner-raising game for the Vegas Golden Knights against the Seattle Kraken Stanley Cup Championship pennant going to the roof at T-Mobile Arena. Describe the reaction when you told the two of them that they had won. Well, Teresa, I thought, was going to cry. Like, the raw emotion of her winning these tickets, because they are... are, It's it's one of the most significant moments in Golden Knights history that she's going to be a part of. She's going to get to witness... And I thought she was going to cry. She was overcome with joy. And and Kimberly was so excited. She didn't believe me. She thought I was lying when I answered the phone and told her that she won. But, you know, it, it it's so cool because I think it, you know, there's a saying hockey is for everyone. Like, I truly believe that that's so true in this city because our fan base is so diverse. It doesn't matter what what, where you moved here from, or if you're a native, or if you're man, woman, gay, straight. It doesn't matter. You're part of this, and it doesn't. I I go to the grocery store and I see people wearing VGK shirts, and it just makes me. I get kind of goosebumpy about it because it's like I grew up in in a in a city where or in an area where hockey isn't the number one sport, but everyone has different teams where I grew up. Here, it seems like everybody is on board with the Golden Knights, and it's just cool. Like, you you talked about the guy asking you for tickets. Like, I go into the grocery store, and I see people in VGK shirts. He was very nice asking for tickets. And I'll start talking to them, and I'll tell them, hey, what do you you think of the team? And and sometimes people recognize my voice, and it's kind of cool. They're like, hey, you sound familiar. Like, I had a TSA agent at the airport tell me that he, he, he recognized my voice. He goes, he looked at my ID. He goes, "Are you Chris Chapman from the VGK Insider Show?" And well, I said, "Look at your ID." So yeah, you yeah, Chris but Chapman. but he didn't have to like. I could show my ID name. to a lot of people, and they may not know. But he recognized the name and the voice, and he put it together. And he was like, "He's like, man, I listen to you guys every day." So uh, shout out to Ivan. That was his name. So very very cool. But he listens to us all the time, and he's a season ticket holder, and pretty awesome stuff. So you're saying somebody recognized you, you after recognized- they looked at your ID. Yeah, but, I mean, there's a million Chris Chapmans. It's not like an uncommon name. How many name. Chris Chapmans are there? I'll tell you a crazy story. I actually interviewed to do radio broadcast in the South Atlantic Minor League Baseball League, and the guy who interviewed me worked for the Asheville Tourists. His name, Christopher Chapman. Unbelievable. Chris Chapman interviewed Chris Chapman? Yes, yes. First thing he told you? 
Got to change your name. Yes, yeah. He said, listen, there can't be two Chris Chapmans in the like, South Atlantic the League. Like, yeah, that was no. probably before email, wasn't it? No, 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 no. This was this was in the day of email, but yeah, pretty pretty wild stuff. Teresa and Kimberly, have fun, and thanks to everybody who called. We'd love to give away uh, and make sure all of our great fans and fans of the Vegas Golden Knights could be there. But the appreciation in their voices was fabulous to hear, and it's going to be emotional on Tuesday. They'll finish up tomorrow. 12 o'clock pregame show with Chris Chapman of Fox Sports Las Vegas against the L.A. Kings. Face up just after 1 o'clock. The ring ceremony, ring dinner for the players and staff on Sunday night. Practice on Monday. And then the banner raising on Tuesday. And we're off and we're running. And in there, we're going to decide on a game rating category. Go on to uh, X and vote. The poll is open. Have a great weekend, everybody. Chapman, enjoy yourself tomorrow. Back in the studio for the pregame show and the intermissions and the postgame show. And we'll return with you on Monday.